0: This is New Jersey State Senator Colin Bell, and you're listening to AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor.
1: The new media is taking over where the old media failed. Yes, we have a sea of new media here to capture the lies. Go to Ginny and i Hey, Ginny, welcome to the South Jersey Edition. Look at that! Mainstream media, you hateful bastards! A fascist dictatorship. Are you high right now? You are fake news. Disreputable and mischievous mm. and interesting.
0: Live from the home of Miss America, it's time to reimagine, redevelop, reinvest, and track the reinvention of Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. I'm running again. It's the Crooked Media.
1: It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor, and we have here on the podcast, it's great to have Senator
0: Colin Bell. And it's sort of a bittersweet... Certainly not uh, how I wanted to get into the state senate. You know, Senator Whalen was a a mentor in politics, a friend. And uh, it is bittersweet because while I wanted to be in the state senate, I wanted to do it after he had the opportunity to uh, serve out his term. And uh, so now I'm in a situation where I'm going to try to do my best to fill out his legacy and the things that he had started this term, uh, make sure to the best of my ability that they're completed, and then hopefully the voters will elect me to serve uh, the next four years in my own right.
1: Tell us about the personal side of Colin Bell. Where did you
0: grow up? Where were you born? Maybe a little bit of background on your family. Sure. Well, I was born in Atlantic City, uh, but I grew up in Mays Landing. My uh, family's uh, goes way back in Atlantic City. Uh, my great-grandfather, Max Slaughteroff, had a clothing store uh, over on Virginia Avenue. What was the name of the store? Uh, it was Max Slaughteroff. Uh, Chloe. That's so, a good name for it. Yes. Yeah, so, and uh, so a lot of times I'm in Atlantic City, especially some of the older folks, uh, they went there to buy their first suit, whether wow. it was for their bar mitzvah or their communion, sure. or confirmation, something like that. Uh, so I grew up in Mays Landing. I went to Hamilton Township Public Schools, Oak Crest High School. Uh, and I left for college and law school. I went to American University. I came back. I uh, clerked for uh, Judge Donio, who was who's now retired, was the presiding criminal judge, spent a few years in the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, Then when I went into private practice in 2008, I got involved in politics, and I was fortunate to be elected freeholder in 2012, and I've really been involved politically ever since. Family life? I'm married. My wife, uh, Sarah Beth, uh, she's also uh, an attorney. We're both lawyers, and uh, we live in Margate with my son, Asher, who's seven, and my daughter, Sloan, who will be four in uh, just a few weeks. So Jim Whalen
1: recently passed a big influence on you, Colin. If there's one thing, if you can whittle it down, the one thing that you learned from the late, great Senator Jim Whalen, what's that one thing that would make you a great senator of New Jersey
0: and carry on his legacy and then add new things to that position? Well, I think the one thing that Jim taught me in politics is just always do the right thing, uh, whether people are looking or they're not looking.
1: The key differences between you, Colin Bell, and your opponent,
0: Chris Brown? Well, we have a lot of differences on on policy. Um, You know, uh, I think one of the worst things that's happened in the state has been Governor Christie over the last eight years. And, uh, you know, Assemblyman Brown has voted uh, with Christie over 90% of the time in the legislature. So uh, we have some clear policy differences. Uh, Most importantly, I think, though, is I always try to answer questions and tell the truth. And uh, my, my opponent, unfortunately, is a history, I believe, of of misrepresenting uh, where he stands on the issues, of telling people what they want to hear instead of uh, where he actually stands on things. And that's not the way I've ever conducted myself, either in politics or in my professional or personal life. And uh, that's not the way I will uh, conduct myself in this election. And if uh, you, Mr., uh, Mr. Bell, you could wave
1: your magic wand and fix just one thing in New Jersey
0: that would have the most impact on taxpayers... Uh, I'd do something to make to make local government more affordable. You know, we have 611 school districts, 566 municipalities. The reason the property taxes are so high is we have so much local government. And if we could share more services or consolidate where it makes sense and. Uh, that is how we would have real property tax relief if we're trying to lower those taxes. Hmm, that sounds like the
1: platform of what Republicans always say they're doing. Would you agree that people now are becoming
0: more fluid in how they vote? Absolutely, and this county has a history of uh, splitting their ticket. It happens uh, all the time. The year that I was elected freeholder, uh, Congressman Lobiondo was uh, directly above me on the ballot, was reelected to Congress, so people had to switch sides on the ballot in order for us both to win. Uh, and, and I think... Especially at the local level, when you talk about a Republican policy versus a Democrat policy, uh, we've actually seen on on the Republican side, who normally would be the party of smaller government, you would think, but because of the legacy of the Republican machine that they have in this county, going back to to Nucky Johnson and the Boardwalk Empire, uh, that hasn't been the case locally. And uh, we really need to address that if we're going to reduce our property taxes. Leaving local radio and newspaper in our digital dust. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor.
1: Colin Bell, am I imagining things, or ever since that infamous Stockton poll that came out a few days ago in the paper saying that uh, you are tied pretty much neck and neck with your opponent, Chris Brown, have you noticed an increase of uh, attack ads, political trash talk? If people thought that you had a relatively
0: low familiarity rating, I get the feeling that's no longer the case. Well, listen, the strategy on the other side uh, of this election was pretty obvious. They wanted to make it appear inevitable uh, that Assemblyman uh, Brown was going to win, that it wasn't a real election. And we knew all along that that was not the case, uh, that the, how we were campaigning was resonating with voters, that uh, p- voters agreed with us on the issues. I could tell from out, out there knocking on doors every day, having beaten greets all over the district, that uh, people knew who we were. People agreed with the issues we were talking about. It's myself and, you know, my, my running mates as well and the campaign was moving just how it needed to move and you know the the stockton poll uh you know was fairly consistent with our internal polling and uh I know that we're well-positioned uh, in this election, and, and now I think there's some panic on the other side because their strategy of acting like it's inevitable is not working. Uh, you know, There's an uh, apparently well-funded Republican super PAC that's taken out some completely false uh, campaign ads against me. Black. So you're sitting back on a couch with the
1: family watching TV, and you see this, uh, this ad featuring you in black and white. What's, what goes through your mind when you first see something like that for the very first time?
0: Well, when I, saw, when, I, when I saw heard these ads for the very first time, I said, man, they must be panicked because it's a little early to, uh, to go this negative. Uh, is
1: it kind of surreal, though? You're sitting there having some popcorn, watching a movie, and it breaks for a commercial, and I go, and your wife goes, honey, that guy looks awfully familiar. It has to be that way, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it is. They don't send you a screener copy to say, hey, listen, Colin, this is coming down the pike? No. Just, our, of our own ads. My kids like seeing themselves on television. Uh, they haven't seen this one, uh, fortunately, but... Uh, it's a little surreal seeing yourself on television for the first time hearing hearing your name on the radio for the first time. Mm. So um, you were speaking about uh, your ticket
1: a little bit a few moments ago, John Armato and Vince Mazio. The first question I would have, does Vince get you a discount on cantaloupes and fruits and vegetables? You could be <laughs> honest. Come on. Uh, yeah, he gives me a little is discount. That a, is that a part of the plan, a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Okay, good, good, good. So tell us about John and Vince and what it's like to be a part of that team.
0: Well, it, it's a great team. You know, Vince uh, has been in the Assembly a few terms now. He's former mayor of Northville councilman, owns BF Mazio, uh, One of really the most effective legislators legislators in in the state legislature and but a guy that's not he's he's a workhorse not a show horse he doesn't uh you know he's not out having press conferences talking about how great he is he just gets stuff done uh, mr john armado yeah, he's a councilman in Bunavista vista township he's a veteran of the united states air force and uh he's he's really a uh, leader in uh combating the uh, opioid epidemic here i know that's one of uh, his passions he's a recovery coach he volunteers a lot of his time Uh, To help uh, address those issues uh, here in Atlantic County, because as we know, we're in the middle of a heroin and opioid uh, epidemic. This is AC Primetime Radio. We're
1: talking to Colin Bell, Senator Colin Bell. And this is AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. And Mr. Bell, Mr. Colin Bell, do you agree or disagree? What's a greater threat? Is it North Jersey casinos or Philadelphia casinos or internet gaming?
0: Well, well, they're all big problems. Uh, you know, North Jersey casinos. Uh I think it probably is the biggest threat to us down here because that intrastate competition uh, would be terrible for New Jersey. And what we're seeing now is because the ballot was defeated, uh, the ballot referendum it was defeated so handily, there, there's some backdoor attempts to expand gaming. Let me bring you back to the
1: Internet gaming, because I believe that is probably a stealth killer. Or provides it a negative effect that we're not looking at because no North Jersey casinos. We all are thinking about that. And some of us think about some of those casinos, you know, 90 miles away or 60 miles away in Philadelphia. But Internet gaming, the ability to have somebody stay home, stay out of Atlantic City, but still spend money within the casinos in Atlantic City. To me, that kind
0: of creeps me out a little bit. Well, you can't do it across state lines, and that's that's one of the most important things. Uh, so right now, even if there's internet gaming, it's it's been helpful to the Atlantic City casinos because that, that revenue has has stayed here. Now they're not getting some of the other spending that they if the people came here in person in terms of food and beverage and you know, other tourism. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we captured captured that market, and and some of the you know now the federal government has done a good job of regulating the offshore. Uh, uh, online gaming, which was a huge problem, so now that it's well regulated uh, it's it's in state, uh, I think that uh, you know we can make our casinos work with that in existence
1: and speaking of taxes that the casinos pay, the pilot bill, thoughts
0: on the payment in lieu of taxes. Uh, well, well, the first thing I always like to point out about the pilot is that we can't rewrite history. And at the time that it passed, uh, everyone was in favor of Assemblyman Brown voted for it, even though he will tell you he voted against it. Yeah, uh, what's vo- up with
1: that? Because I, I, you know, but people are allowed to kind of change their mind, but
0: I'll just let you keep going and talking. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and Assemblyman Mazio, Senator Whalen voted for it. The, all of the county government was in favor of it. And, and the bottom line is we were in a situation where we could not afford another round of casino property taxes. It could not happen. The city could not pay them. And this was a solution that was come up with to stop that and stabilize the property tax base. The property tax base was stabilized. And now we've seen another casino looking to make a huge investment, a $500 million investment in Atlantic City, which I don't think you would have seen uh, if we were still playing the tax appeal lottery. So nothing's perfect. And I'd certainly be open to looking at, uh, you know, tweaks and changes to it if necessary going forward. Um, but I think, to, I, I think overall, it did what it was supposed to do, and that's the reason that everybody supported it at the time. It's like some kind of buyer's remorse, you know, hindsight is 2020.
1: 20. After we've done it, we see the benefits, but then we go, oh, we kind of maybe didn't look into
0: those negative ramifications. Well, listen, like I said, any legislation is always subject to amendments. So if there's things that aren't working, let's work together to try to fix them without uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater.
1: The recent five-day raw sewage leak at Bader Field, very unfortunate, an act of God. It was pressures of water and changing land masses and 40-year-old pipes. It's horrible. Does that highlight? Well, I think I know the answer. It does highlight the need for infrastructure
0: upgrades, but how do we... Deal with that without raising taxes. And well, first of all, I think we're very fortunate that uh, the, the woman who saw it re- reported it. Otherwise, it could have been a lot worse uh, than it was. I think we all owe her a debt of gratitude. So, but in terms of upgrading, you know, we have to. We know, for example, that in, in Sandy, you know, a lot of the flooding came from the Bayside and there was huge influx of water and the tides. Um, so that area is, is susceptible to, to that sort of damage. So we have to make it an effort to make sure that that, that infrastructure is upgraded. Uh, I think that we should be looking towards, um, you know, if there's FEMA grants or other sort of uh, emergency preparedness grants that are available to mitigate that sort of thing before it happens and have a better long-term plan of how we're going to uh, stay on top of our infrastructure here.
1: So the Hurricane Sandy Relief Fund, millions and millions of dollars to protect lives, protect property, a good thing. Uh, Congressman LoBiando and the rest of Congress, they're the ones that provided those monies. Um, Governor Christie thought a one-size-fits-all dune. The entire length of the coast was the best way of utilizing those funds. And as you mentioned, uh, Colin, that um, probably 99 percent of the Hurricane Sandy insurance claims came from damage from back bay flooding, especially in Margate. Is it possible that we could have split those monies up and every municipality, every town could take a chunk of that
0: money and do what was best for their town? Well, I think you're absolutely right. And it wasn't just Margate where the flooding came from the back bay. I lived in Atlantic City at the time, and, uh, you know, the intercoastal over flooded my house. So, um, you know, a one-size-fits-all approach generally never works. And, you know, Margate kind of has a unique structure with the the seawall and bulkheading uh, along the beach side. Uh, So, you know, we shouldn't be doing a one-size-fits-all approach. There should be a a pragmatic approach where each town can take into consideration the unique infrastructure, the unique situations, the unique unique geology and tidal forces that that are in place in their town. You have to make sure it works from town to town that that there's an integration um, because, you know, the water doesn't know where the boundary line. Lies, but as long as there's a way to integrate that into the next town where the water's not, you know, spilling down that one block where, where the two towns meet, which should be pretty easy to do, uh, you know, they should have let towns have the control uh, over how they were going to engage in, in future storm damage mitigation.
1: You know what you just said for the past ninety seconds there. I've never heard anybody in political office or in positions, high-level positions, talk about that. It it seemed like it was a media blackout. Can't talk about that. But that's open discussion. We know that dunes and, and beach widening can have some positive effect. But most of us, especially down here in Ampsecon Island, we just thought a lot of the work might have just been a way of burning off lots of cash and um, and you mentioned that in the back Bay flooding, Atlantic City and margate we don 't really seem to know how to throw some money at that to reduce things like nuisance flooding and not just the every so often catat-
0: catastrophic uh hurricane sandy or nor'easter well i'll tell you one thing that, that wasn't addressed i still don't know that's been addressed it, it not only did the water when i lived in lower chelsea and lanksy come over the seawall on the intracoastal but there was such pressure on the outflow pipes and the sewer lines that it came up through toilets and sinks so it doesn't matter how much storm protection you have if you don't have the, the right valving on your pipes to make sure that it's not going to uh flood back up through the pipes into people's houses Drainage is the number one thing on
1: most people's mind here on Absecon Island. And yes, in some cases, a dune and a wider beach comes in handy. We totally get that, but we just want to chip in and maybe put some of those monies in places that probably would have more longer-term benefit. If you look in front of the showboat right now or in front of the old uh, Taj Mahal, soon to be the hard rock, those beaches just a few weeks ago were very wide after the... After the uh, beach renourishment. Now they are almost back to where they started from, and it's, it's sad to see that go, all
0: that sand go back out to sea. I, would always, I always thought it would be interesting if you could dye the sand and see how much of it ends up on the beach in Wildwood. So it's AC prime time Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. We're
1: talking to Senator Colin Bell, and the takeover. Governor Christie felt the need to institute a full-blown takeover of the city of Atlantic City. Phil Murphy, looking to be the next governor of New Jersey. He wants to take Christie's place as the chief executive of New Jersey. Uh, Phil Murphy says he opposes it. So does Kim Guadano. But I think that unwinding a takeover could be pretty difficult to do. And once you're in place as the governor... I struggle with thinking that you go, yeah, let's unwind it. I'm thinking that no matter who gets in there, either they won't unwind it or they find it very difficult to do a, um, an unwinding of the
0: takeover of Atlantic City another issue again where i'm forced to point out history again at the time um even though my my opponent has built his campaign around his opposition to the takeover he voted for it um and, and everyone voted for it at the time but but i do not like the way that the takeover has worked and uh, you know the very first statement i put out as as a candidate for the state senate was uh, voicing my opposition to to how this takeover is working uh you know, you, you shouldn't put somebody with a profit motive in charge of solving a problem uh, like we have now where you've hired uh, someone who's charging the city by the hour because it doesn't really incentivize them to fix the problem very quickly or, 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 or uh, you know, with the easiest possible solution. That's why we've seen so much litigation uh, and such an acrimonious uh, attitude. And so now we have a situation where the Republican governor, the Republican county executive, the Republican mayor and Senator Chase who's the Republican appointee, do not speak to each other. Um, they won't be in the same room with each other. So it, it has not worked. Um, certainly, the city um, had huge financial problems, and its budget needed to be right-sized, and the state had to provide some of that aid. And when you're providing money, you should have a say in how things are done. But having a essentially a dictatorship uh, is, is not the answer. Uh, And I think going forward, I agree with you, it's going to be difficult to unwind. It's, you know, President Obama said he was going to close the Guantanamo Bay and tried all eight years and couldn't do it. Uh, I think we have to come in with a a plan in the new year that gives a concrete timeline for how we're going to wind this thing up. I don't think anybody is saying it's going to end the the day a new governor is sworn in. Uh, But the state, you know, Atlantic City sent a lot of money to a lot of places for a lot of years. And now it's time for some of that money to come back. Some of it is coming back. We need more to get things under control, get the budget and the workforce stabilized. And uh, have a plan with a concrete timeline to unwind this thing and give control back to the citizens. But
1: you would say that the takeover had some beneficial um, attributes, some benefit to
0: all of us, right? Sure, uh, because of the influx of, of state money, and they, they did some they did some good things. Uh, you know, resolving the the final Borgata tax appeal. Um, it also it probably uh, made Hard Rock more comfortable in coming in. Probably did. It, it probably did. And. I, I'm never one to say there should not be a role for the state because they are providing the financial assistance that they're providing. But when we've essentially got this this uh, setup where no one talks to each other and there's these uh, constant fights uh, with the public safety unions uh, where they want, you know, one of the things that I did not understand was this plan to, to have firefighters work these uh, 56-hour shifts or 52-hour shifts and, um, you know, it's not fair to them, but it's also not fair to the, the public. Do you want to be the person that they're coming to save on their 51st hour of work that week and they got to run up four flights of stairs? Um, Atlantic City always has to be safe. Um, we have to make sure that it's safe and it's perceived as safe if we're going to have the tourism part of our economy work. And, and the things that have been going on have not been helpful. The CRDA, the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority, pretty much an
1: organization created to whack up some of the revenues to make sure it goes back into revitalizing non-casino attractions and or infrastructure or uh, making Atlantic City more economically viable. For many, many years, those monies found their way all over the state. Mm -hmm. Governor Christie, much to his credit, in 2011 made a lot of those dollars come back to the area. Very cool. A little disappointed that some of those monies went right back into the casinos to create convention centers and pools and uh, you know upgraded uh, hotel rooms and video systems. A little disappointed by that. What do you think will happen uh, in the new year with the CRDA? They do some good stuff, but let's just say that it's still a organization that um, the task the master of the CRDA are the casinos. How do you deal with that without being disrespectful to the casinos, but at the same time, try to make sure more of those monies go towards lighting up Atlantic City, making it safer, paving the streets, and maybe even investing to make sure that the economic uh, what enterprise zone around the airport has a greater chance of taking hold, maybe even attracting Amazon.
0: a lot in that question. Um, (laughs) You know, CRDA did do some good things over the years. There was a lot of wasteful spending. There was a lot of money that went to a lot of other places. And, you know, some of that money is going to fix uh, Atlantic City's budget right now. Uh, Frankly, what I would like to see them do uh, in the new year that would help with their budget and also help with the city is they own a ton of property in Atlantic City. And when they buy it, it goes off the tax rolls. And if we're trying to fix the budget, I I would like to see, um, you know, a time period how long that they can own a property and not pay taxes on it. And whether that's a reasonable amount of time, two or three years, but they're supposed to be redeveloping this land, not land banking it uh, forever while they come up with an idea to do it. So if they actually got some of that land back in the hands of private developers, they'd sell it. It would help their budget. It would help the city by having uh, you know some commercial development that would come in and, and pay taxes. Um, and I think it would benefit everybody. I think they also have to be uh, very... Circumspect with how they're spending going forward. You know, if money is being spent in casinos, uh, I would like to see it uh, invested into the types of projects like we saw at Tropicana, where they have openings on Pacific Avenue. I think that's where future reinvestment has to go in the casino properties to make Pacific Avenue a walkable. Uh, area. That you is. mean you can walk down Pacific Avenue and smell blueberry pancakes being cooked by the new Gilchrist? That's going to be there in the old Tipletsky's. Exactly. Um, and when Tropicana put on a, a convenience store that opens on the Pacific Avenue, and otherwise, if you walk down Pacific Avenue and we see these casinos, there's nothing there. There's no entrance. It's just a, it's just a, a wall. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we need we need to reinvest in that area. And you mentioned the economic development zone uh, around the airport. Senator Whalen is a prime sponsor of that, S-2872, uh, which I intend to make my uh, primary focus to get passed by the end of this session. And that would create an economic incentive zone around the airport, uh, which would mirror the incentives that we have here that brought South Jersey Gas in. Uh, I've met with the Chamber of Commerce; uh, they tell me it is their number one priority. They think is the most important thing that we can do for the future of the economy here uh, in in Atlantic City. Uh, the Angela Economics Plan that the county government uh, did a few years ago uh, reached the same conclusion. Uh, you have the county economic uh, public-private partnership; same conclusion. So everybody understands that this is important to do, and we should be partnering. With our with members around the state, and uh, we've had those conversations already with uh, other legislators that would uh, benefit from this in their own districts, because it's not just Atlantic City; it's uh, Trenton and some other areas that would also get the same benefits. To get this done, so we can attract, you know, aviation and, and aircraft maintenance and cargo and those sort of things that can really be the future to diversify our economy. I'm Filtered and undeniable.
1: The new alternative media is becoming the dominant
0: media because I've always enjoyed his work. Reimagine, reinvent, reinvest. ACprimetime.com.
1: So you mentioned the report from Angelou Economics. What a great! document that denny levinson uh, from uh, atlantic county executive he he funded that report and mr Angelou was right on target everybody agreed that everything in there that was a roadmap of how to make atlantic city not so dependent upon casino gaming why are we still talking about this many years afterwards even though we
0: know that everything in there is like duh well, exactly and i was on the freeholder board at the time that we uh, you know that, that we voted to fund that uh You know, nothing, there's no snap of the fingers or silver bullet. And things, you know, probably have moved more slowly than they could. But these are also not overnight issues either. And, And in order to attract businesses, unfortunately, or fortunately, probably unfortunately, the name of the game these days when you're trying to attract a business is tax incentives. And we saw that with Amazon. They put in an RFP saying, what will you give me? to come to your community, and they're not the only ones that do that. So, you know, I think because of the cost of doing business in New Jersey, because we have the highest property taxes in the country, uh, because we have a a lot of regulations that make, you know, opening a new business difficult, um, we have to have those tax incentives in place in order to be competitive and attract those businesses. So until we get that done, uh, we can do a lot of the prep work. And a lot of the prep work is being done, but we're not going to get those businesses here until we get that passed.
1: Amazon would like the fact that we have a university ready to be opened in the fall of next year. They like that we have a huge international airport, probably a lot of space and a lot of desperation to offer them a really sweet uh, incentive tax package. Absolutely, But it's still a long shot, but I'd like to think that at least we're in the running that Amazon and Jeff Bezos would think that Atlantic City, Atlantic County could be uh, headquarters number two
0: for the world's greatest. And biggest online retailer. Uh, yeah, certainly, it's a very difficult uh, challenge to try to get them in here. Uh, but we should we should do it, and I think we are doing uh, everything we can. Because even if we're not successful, we'll have the blueprint in place. We'll have we'll have done it once. So the next time a business is out, even if it's not as large as Amazon, and nothing's as large as Amazon. Uh, Uh, even if it's not as large, we will know. We'll have the players in place, the plan. We'll know how to respond. We'll have the team, and we will be right there in the running to bring that next business here. We do appreciate you took the time here to be on AC, primetime radio.
1: We're also part of the Down Beach News Network with downbeachbuzz.com and Brigantine Now. Um, Toughest questions for last. What's your favorite band? The Killers. Ah. What's your favorite Tom Petty
0: song? Uh, American Girl. What can you bench press? Uh, For reps, about two seventy-five. Your favorite food? Uh, Corned beef special.
1: Your favorite historical political figure that you look up to because of his historical greatness? Uh, FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
0: Yes. The challenge with coming out of the depression? Yeah, I think he had uh, one of the toughest hands ever dealt uh, to a president between uh, the the, uh, Depression and World War and and, uh, all of those things going on. And I think he was... uh yeah, pretty stoic in the leadership that he provided to the country at a very difficult time.
1: And before we forget, I would be remiss to not ask you about your uh, your work. And you were trying to uh, provide some more assistance to
0: homeless veterans. Yeah, so, so when I was a freeholder, I came up with a program that would have uh, provided a uh, homelessness assistance fund and diverted a certain amount of funding. Uh, into a program to provide shelter for homeless veterans there's a thing uh, a challenge going around the country to end veteran homelessness in your county and a lot of counties in new jersey have accomplished that already bergen county uh, very recently and uh, we had a study they did it and they found something like 60 homeless veterans in atlantic county uh, that year and i wanted to do something about it so i came up with a program and uh unfortunately uh, it was voted down on a party line vote on the freeholder board now they did it in some other counties but they wouldn't do it here and uh you know they said that uh know, wouldn't work and they didn't think it was really legal, even though uh, it was based on a bill that had passed the legislature where every Republican, every Democrat voted for it and the governor signed it. Um, Everyone voted for it and uh, they didn't want to do it, basically. So uh, now uh, in the state Senate on tomorrow, uh, I will introduce a bill that uh, will very specifically allow for the creation of that program. And I believe that will pass and be signed into law. And then I will go back to Atlanta County and ask them to uh, implement that program and you know, if you put on the uniform and went overseas and fought for our country, you should at least have a roof over your head. And, uh, you know, it's a shame to have a veteran sitting in, in the homeless shelter today. And I'd like to do what I can in my time in the Senate to end that. Senator Colin Bell, thank you for being a part of AC
1: Primetime Radio. Thank you. AC Primetime Radio, sponsored by Lacey Cleaning, the best in carpet cleaning, construction site cleanup, and rental turnovers. Go to LaceyCleaning.com. And AC Primetime Radio is powered by Get Smart Digital, the fastest growing, most sexy Ah. digital marketing company along the Jersey Shore. Need a kick-ass website? Hit them up. GetSmartDigital.com.